Hey folks, Chris McLean, Peak Performance and Transformation Coach. Welcome to another episode of the Peak Performance and Predictable Growth Show, the Peak Performance Show for creative agency founders, owners, and leaders, where we explore the agency journey from the unique perspective of those at the coalface of the industry. My guests help unlock and dissect strategies, tools, and tactics that are working right now to help you deliver better results for your clients and grow and scale your agency to six and seven figures and beyond. Today, it's my pleasure to welcome Michelle Arians from Dot Crew. And Dot Crew have developed a new data-based personalization model, which allows them to develop and share personalized content at scale. This results in sometimes 95% lower media spend for the same results as current digital agencies. Sounds super cool. Can't wait to understand more about that and learn more about your journey. Michelle, welcome to the show. Hi, Chris. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Thank you for uh, staying up nice and late. <laughs> no, it's uh, evening for you. In the, you're in the Netherlands, right? Yeah, that's, uh, that's correct. It's uh, nice and cold here. Uh, yeah. and it's about uh, 10 p.m. So, um, yeah, if, if my eyes are a bit uh, smaller, it's because it's late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice. So uh, take us through um, what's Dot Crew all about, sort of what, what got you started sort of in the industry and sort of take us through from there to sort of where you're at today. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you allow me to go a bit further back, so my background sure. actually, I, I started at uh, Unilever as, uh, right. as you know, a, a healthy uh, young professional wanting to learn more about marketing and getting into this, the Champions League, what I thought was the Champions League of marketing. <laughs> and uh, I was there for a few years when I actually understood, hey, this this company ha- uh, has has a large scale, but in terms of marketing efforts, they are quite traditional. And so it was quite slow in uh, for my taste. Um, this was actually at the time that I started to pitch to to the Unilever board to create startups. Uh, as a way to accelerate innovation and accelerate uh, new marketing efforts. And um, during that time, I was allowed to uh, set up my own startup uh, as a Unilever brand, but outside of the business. And that is actually where we uh, started to develop this this digital marketing uh, data model that we're currently using. So right. uh, I've worked for 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 several startups, uh, created my own startup as well. And what I found that there is uh, that that was the answer actually is that uh, startups are very good at this lean startup methodology, which is basically constantly experimenting and testing with new ideas, new solutions. Uh, but in the marketing sense of the word. They're not doing that. And uh, the bigger corporations mm. aren't also doing that. So then um, actually the model yeah, kind of uh, dawned on me. So how can we use this startup methodology of testing, constantly experimenting with new ideas and kind of um, uh, infuse that into traditional tra- digital marketing? Um, right. And yes. that is where the model started. Um, right. So... So what's the model? Basically, that's the I think the that's the the key question, right? So yeah. um, basically, what we what we found is that let's say we we have a regular Coke, uh, right? Like a can of Coke. Yeah. Um, it can be Coca Cola or Pepsi, it doesn't matter. But a, a regular can of Coke. 
the reason for you to buy that can of Coke might be that you uh, like the taste. But the reason for me to buy a can of Coke might be because I uh, want some energy, uh, want an energy boost. And the reason for someone else might be that uh, that's the one soda that they like. And for someone else, it might be uh, I like uh, to cool off because it's hot outside. Right. And so uh, Coca-Cola is used to having one large scale campaign showing one message to a lot of people and, and it's all the same. Mm-hmm. And what we kind of found out is um, we can predict whether or not you, Chris, would want to buy a Coke because it's uh, hot outside or because you like the taste or because you hate water. Um, and by predicting that, we change the content and the messaging that you see from Coke. So you might see a, 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 a visual of uh, of a man drinking a Coke in a hot uh, outside sun because that is what we predict will be the reason for you to convert. While right. I would uh, would see maybe uh, uh, a woman drinking a Coke and uh, expressing like the energy boost one while she's working because they would know uh, we would know that that works best for me, and mm, that is actually that's basically the model. I hope mm. I hope that's clear. Yeah, yeah, no, it's super interesting that that super custom, super focused personalization exactly. of marketing. Yeah, 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 it's really interesting. So, how, where, without getting too much into it or giving away IP, I guess, where, where yeah. are you? Where is that data attribution coming from? Where are you? How, how are you? Is it AI based? Is it machine learning? How are you? What's what's behind the algorithm? Where are you? How are you making those predictions? Uh, well, actually, uh, we we don't. <laughs> so that sounds quite weird. So we um, mm. so we predict based on historic data. So what we do is. Uh, in the startup fashion, we kind of roll out maybe a thousand different ads that try out all these minor uh, changes, mm-hmm. all these minor changes for you and for me and for, for everyone. And based right. on what we call, let's say, a, 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 an engagement heat map, we kind of identify where do we see above average return on investments um, with our ads. And then we kind of uh, delete all the bad performing ones and we create buckets of well-performing uh, ad groups and uh, creatives. So it's right. um, so we test this out in like a, a week, maybe two weeks, uh, and then we, we, we identify the right uh, places to put your money basically. Right, right. So you're essentially just doing massive split testing out the gate rather exactly. than just going, here's my one ad, I'm going to run that for a week exactly. and see if that works well. You're doing 20, 30, 40 off the bat and sort of picking the winners. Yeah, so so what we do, uh, so we basically have a very simple three-step model. So one is we kind of, together with a brand, uh, identify what are all the potential um, uh, target audiences, right? It's very marketing or marketeers way of saying, no, our product is for entire, uh, uh, for our, the entire country. Like every household needs a car or every yeah. household wants a Coke. But we kind mm. of segment that huge target audience with a lot of different, uh, audiences. And then, so we might have like a hundred audiences and it's tiny segments, right? right? Um, and but they're all based on behavior, so we're not segmenting on age or on 
location and why uh, why are we challenging us that way uh, ourselves is because when you uh, target on age, uh, you make the initial mistake that someone that's 30 can still be a student or can already be a, a father of three, uh, mm -hmm. can can have a very well-paying job or can, can have zero money in the bank. Uh, so uh, age is not a really good determinant of behavior. So mm -hmm. we're really focusing on what do you like? What are you following? Or who, which websites are you visiting to, to identify your behavior? And therefore, what we predict might be your um, yeah, uh, most interesting communication uh, mm. variant. Is, yeah. it, is, that, does it, is that clear? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. You're just okay. doing like micro targeting on beha on, beha on behavior, and that exactly yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. That yeah, the, your, your standard sort of demographics, geographics may not predict or really at a micro level ha doesn't have a, a, an exact correlation to behavior. Instead, of exactly. a forty a forty year old person could be broke, or they could be a millionaire, or exactly. they could be a father, they could be single. Yeah, mm. so that's very interesting. Yeah, so yeah, so that is then the first step. Then we have like a hundred uh, different segments, and then mm. we think for each segment, what are like three to five reasons they specifically would be interested in this product, mm. and it could be like there will be a lot of overlap, but we're still thinking for each segment what would be let's say the unique selling point for them. So uh, when you're talking about a car, for instance, maybe a 40-year-old mom of two wants a, a large space, but she, uh, a, li a li larger car for like bags and stuff. But on the other hand, it could also be that they want a, a, um, a professional looking car because they want to go to work. And we can have like all these unique selling points for every segment. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then the third step, sorry for the light. <laughs> and then the third step would be to um, to kind of find variants of all these USPs. So that means that one target audience would have, let's say, three USPs. And then for mm -hmm. every USP, we would have like three variants of ads. So this means that let each audience would have around nine to 12 ads. And mm -hmm. this is how we get to, let's say, a thousand for a random test. Yeah, well. Wow, so you're makes, really going. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I really like it. Like in the past, I've done some variations of split testing where you sort of put in here's three or four images and then here's three or four headlines and here's three or four pieces of copy yeah. and then run that and it's sort of, you know, you come out with what, 20, 30, 40 different variations on that. Sure, yeah. Sort of t testing how that works. But this is... From what I'm, this is that on a massive, on a much broader scale where you're ending up with a thousand, thousand variants and then really yeah, testing and, those. Uh, and, and actually that, like, that, this is exactly what, 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 what we're trying to challenge, you know, because there, um, mm. in the past I've done the same, but, um, um, let's say uh, you want to, um, uh, uh, market a school, right? Like, a um, uh, a college. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's quite weird to me that we're showing ads on TV or on, on bus stops, uh, showing like a girl going into a library. But for many college students, going to the library for them is not something that they aspire to, right? Some people want to go to college to have a good time or uh, meet new people. And so 
choosing an image of a girl uh, with a certain complexion, right? She might be very white or very uh, brown or uh, or somewhere in between. Um, yeah. it, it only appeals to a certain group, right? So, mm -hmm. and we as a people, we are looking to 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 kind of uh, uh, a picture that we can identify with. Right, so a picture for we for me ideally would be someone who's bold like me, <laughs> uh, and uh, and uh, and in, uh, in my age category, uh, to kind of that I feel identified with 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 the company that's trying to to sell me something or tell me something, mm, and, yes. and this this is actually the insight that marketeers seem to have forgotten along the way that they they just go for the for the broad strokes and hope to hit as many people as possible. While actually we uh, see these huge spikes in engagement and performance. If you, if you just show, let's say uh, people like me, pictures of people like me. And, and if you show uh, people that are looking for, for friends, uh, uh, pictures of friends and, and so forth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting. And like that sort of, in terms of an analogy, that's the power of digital, right, is that you exactly. can do a thousand variations, whereas on a bus stop or on a bus wrap, you've just got to pick an image. <laughs> you can't, yeah. change a, can't change a bus wrap or an outdoor piece um, as, as, as often as you, you sort of as you said you've got to pick. It's, a, you know, it's this type of person. It's male, female. Um, you sort of go in a very broad that's scope true. of this, this yeah. is the image that I'm going to go with and it's, this is kind of a, yeah, this is a generic version representation of my market, but it's never going to be an exact, um, it might not be yeah, but exactly as resonant as me seeing someone that has a moustache and is my age group yeah, exactly. doing, doing, doing the activity that resonates with yeah. me. Yeah. But, but a, if I may, though, if I may, if, if uh, so when, when I was still working at Unilever, our goal always was to launch a product nationwide. But... Mm. What if you go back and just test in advance? So where do we see people actually clicking on our product proposition? Mm -hmm. And for instance, if it's if it's rural areas, then why not only have discussions uh, with retailers that are in those areas, and then uh, uh, then use the images that worked well on the bus stops, right? So mm -hmm. right now, mm -hmm. it's the marketers themselves that choose whether or not they go for picture A, B, or C on the bus stop, while yeah. We actually test uh, first online what works well, and then we decide what would be like the broad stroke to actually use on a bus stop or use in a in a TV ad. Yeah. So if we see uh, that on every every ad we show with a certain woman or a certain man or a certain product actually is highly uh, above mm. average performance, then we know we need to use that image or that girl or that man or that product yeah. in let's say the, the the less targetable channels. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that 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 makes a lot of sense that you're actually doing that pre-testing. You're sort of exactly. using using it as, as much to get to to get that depth and get the conversions, but you're also using it as a testing model to work out what is what what you know, I think is Gary V or Gary Vaynerchuk always says the market decides, right? The the yeah. customer the customer no, the customer's always right, but the market's always going to decide. Um, yeah. So I really like that approach that you're literally letting the market choose what they want to see, and then that's yeah. if you can then apply that to your creative rather than you know, traditionally you make that choice as the creative director 
um, as the art director, you kind of say, well, I, I understand consumer behavior and I'm putting myself into it and I'm just, but I'm one person making a decision on yeah. what the image is going to be because it's my preference. You're sort of switching that around and allowing the audience to decide what they want to see, but across exactly. a, a massive scale. Yeah, yeah. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's quite arrogant, right? I mean, uh, because it's the I used to do it, right? So I, I'm not I'm not trying yeah. to offend anyone. I was <laughs> part. I was I did the same. I kind of decided, okay, this is why people are bu- uh, should buy my product, and this is yeah. what they want to hear, and this is how I can best show that. But mm. uh, like every day, I'm fighting to get my. Uh, visual or my message in between cat movies or 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 uh, like a baby video of of your aunt or niece, you know. So <laughs> you you have to kind of earn people's attention, and we're and we're um, and many markets are kind of just blowing and 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 uh, hoping that someone is actually seeing this and find it interesting. Well. If you turn it around and try to understand what your audience actually wants to see, it's much easier to create something that they're looking for. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. And it, it, do you, having done all of this testing and research, does it give you a pretty good insight to kind of trends, like macro trends? Are you finding what sort of insights are you getting? Is, the, is it pretty random or are you able to kind of, tease out trends and insights that are you can sort of start to predict where things are going or at least see what's happening within certain channels within certain types of campaigns that's actually a very good question uh, i i i haven't gotten that one uh, a lot <laughs> though uh, no uh, so the, the i think the first trend uh, it's more like an insight is that basically every time every Every one of our clients is wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> right. when they come to us with, let's say, a brief, uh, usually mm. they, they they say our brand doesn't want to be negative. So we don't want to tell, we don't want to talk from a problem. We just want to show a positive solution. And actually something like that is rarely the case. So, um, uh, so we actually see that brand managers, uh, what they assume is right is usually wrong. Um, but if yeah, you right. look at the trend, so what, what, what we actually see is that, that, um, if you use, let's say semi-produced user generated content, it's actually performing well above average. So having very nicely, uh, produced, but still looking user generated content is very good. So if you can yeah. do that, do that always. Mm. Uh, second is uh, don't talk about the product as being like uh, trying to sell it. We actually see when you talk about a problem that people are having, you don't have to sell your product. So actually the engagement is much higher and much better when you talk about, let's say we had a client who who was selling showers. Uh, So we're actually creating ads uh, talking about uh, how, um, um, difficult it is to have fungus you know in your bathroom um and we actually saw a huge amount of engagement of people uh, wanting to understand okay why do i have do why do i have fungus in my bathroom how can i kind of solve for this and uh, do i need a new bathroom or something like that a new shower curtain or um so talking about a problem without showing or uh, necessarily talking about your 
product as a solution in the same ad is actually performing above average uh, across the board. So those two are really, really interesting. I think uh, the third is to really um, try and talk to a person to understand them. So what we see is when we when we uh, talk to a mom as if we are a mom, it works way better than us, the brand. Yeah. So yeah. and this goes for any audience. So if you if you're ta- targeting students or young professionals or grandparents, really talking to them as uh, as thinking of a grandparent, it works uh, all the time. Mm-hmm. I think that, those are massive insights for for the people that are in the that yeah. are running agencies that are sort of trying to do this user targeting. That's some pretty pretty deep insights there, and, you, and you've got this. This is data backed, right? You've, this is actually yeah. coming from. This is the insights coming from, and trends coming yeah, to, from. Deep yeah, to analysis. give you an idea, to give you an idea, like the averages on Facebook, right? If you just look on the averages performance. Uh, I don't know exactly what it's, uh, you're from Australia, right? So I don't necessarily know what it's there. But if you look on global scale, um, click-through rates are about 1% to 1.3%. And cost per clicks are maybe 70 to 90 cents. And what we're we're getting on average on on campaigns like this is click-through rates of higher than 10%. Easy structurally wow. right not not on 50 euro spent now we're talking like big budgets mm. uh, and we're talking about cost per clicks of lower than 10 cents just because we're we're that we we're getting that much higher engagement and we're really implementing these these insights like getting this user generated content semi produced getting uh, like talking to to people as if we are them and and all these insights we're actually employ, uh, deploying in every campaign, and that's mm-hmm. where we see this massive, massive increase in performance. Yeah, yeah, I think that's super critical to don't. I, I actually love the the call out you made about the the negative versus positive um, yeah. marketing because this comes up a lot, and brands want to be chummy and positive and not have a negative message. But there's exactly. a biological hardwiring in human beings that we we just respond to negative. It's just it's baked into how we operate. Um, it goes back to reptilian brain and all this. We just we, we respond to negative. Um, oh, really? I, I yeah. actually didn't know that. I just thought uh, people want to uh, have a feeling that we under- that that they they are understood. So by mm. saying this helps you clean your bathroom, they would think like, why would I need that? But by actually mm. saying mm. you have a, you have a dirty bathroom, or if you show them. A dirty bathroom they are like oh my god i have the same and then yeah. they're inter- then they're open to to a potential solution mm-hmm. yeah i think there is that that balance there of that there's a, when you think of negative is more about we we do understand the problem and here's your challenge and we we do understand that problem yeah. um but in terms of position a positive message versus a negative message there is a, a sort of a primitive primal response that we which is we're more at our attention gets focused on negative, um, and that's why watch the news, right? Go and watch the yeah, news. Exactly. All the yeah. headlines are negative. It's all about there's always a negative lead-in to the story. It's yeah. always positioned in a sort of a, you know, a, a negative sort of way. It's sort of yeah. framed that way. Um, so that's that potentially why that works so well. Um, yeah, true. 
Yeah, so it's interesting seeing advertisers trying to move away from that, but it's just that's what works a lot of the time. Yeah. Sort of unfortunately you want to be, but if you can, as you say, sort of shift it into, it's a, I'm going to say you know, it's negative, but it's more about here's it, we we understand your challenge, we understand your No, sort, exactly, your, exactly. Your, yeah, you don't want to like facing. pile on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 No, it's really interesting. That they're really, really interesting um, insights. And like I said, you these are data back that's coming out of thousands and thousands and thousands of iterations of testing. So, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, really interesting to understand that. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, if they do want to sort of find out more about what you do and kind of drop into the dot crew world and work with you, understand how you help clients and, and how they can work with you? What's the best place for people to come and connect with you? Yeah, so we're actually, um, uh, because we're, we're rebranding our company, so it's crew, uh, dot .crew is our company uh, since a few months. So we're actually a six-year-old agency uh, okay. with, uh, uh, with a previous name before. Um, but uh, the best way to reach out is on LinkedIn. Um, uh, but feel free to follow me on Facebook or on Instagram. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm always available. I, I love, uh, connecting to new people. So just hit me up. And if you have any questions, feel free to ask. I'm uh, happy to share. Awesome. Awesome. I'm sure people will like to reach out and get involved in, in what you're doing. Cause if you're getting, what's it? 95%, um, increases in, in return. That's a uh, pretty significant. Yeah, in terms of a, I a always say spend. I always say if you spend more than five thousand euros in ad spend, I, my work is basically free because I I'm <laughs> saving you enough to pay for our services. Yeah, well, love it, love it. That's a pretty yeah. uh, comp com pretty compelling sales pitch right there. <laughs> I would say so, right? <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Really appreciate your time. I appreciate you uh, staying up super late. Um, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> joining me on the show here and thanks for everyone who's listening um again there's some some really really insightful stuff that came out of this discussion um and please uh, feel free to go and connect with michelle and understand more about what they're doing um and get some of those insights for yourself but yeah appreciate your time um for jumping for on the show me. appreciate yeah. the value add and thanks everyone for tuning in at home and uh until next time we'll see you on the next show cheers <laughs>